Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. There is a Gorgon inside the box, and we want to figure out what it is doing. Unfortunately, we will turn to stone if we see her face, and she might try to make us look. Join Becca playing Vector, Jorin playing Nila, Monica playing Maxine and Tillman as the Game Master in Think Before Asking, an Eclipse Face scenario written by Anders Sandberg. Please follow Twin Cities by Night on social media and consider supporting us on Patreon. Enjoy. So last time when we left off, you finished up talking to Theodora, the girl in the server room of Nicotine Eldridge, and you asked her about what she knew about the Landau Landau, and more importantly, uh, the antimatter warhead or the cargo. You didn't drop the name antimatter warhead, I think. It appears that Theodora fully believed the cover story uh, that the so-called Titanian Christian Engineers Union brought up to her that they were just carrying power plant parts to a place called Fornjot. Uh, Fornjot, you would notice, is one of the smaller moons of Saturn. I would say we start off with you back on the spider bus, happy to leave uh, Nicotine Eldridge, the nightmare habitat behind, on your way back to Swanskin Domino, the jungle habitat that you came from. What is going on in your heads and between you? I know Vector is just sitting down, kind of head almost between her knees. And there's like slight shaking as she's starting to try to calm herself and relax from the stressful situation. Occasionally replying to the other two, but at the moment, not really having a ton of conversation, just trying to process everything that happened. And I think Nila will sort of do the same. Seeing all those dolls was very traumatic. So, but her way is to just stare into the distance, stare maybe to the outside and see whatever goes by. And if there's anybody starting conversation, it will for now just be, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. I think Max would be sitting with Vector because she has somewhat of a motherly attachment when she sees people struggling the way that she personally is right now. However, just like Nela, she's keeping herself quiet because she's got a lot on her mind. As someone who prides herself on her thoughts and her mind and the privacy of the ego, as it's called, having someone sort of interfere with her thoughts and invade her personal space is making her question some things like why she is so incapable of forming bonds with other people. And, you know, she kind of feels dissociated in a way, just staring at Vector and Mila and feeling like she's not so much part of the group as just someone who's kind of jogging along for the ride. That's rough. So what are your plans right now? How do you want to, well, I guess, calm down, recollect yourselves once you're back at home? Because this, this is your home. You have your own personal space at Swanskin Domino. You could, if you wanted to, like break up the group for a little bit, retreat to your own chambers. Would there be some sort of coffee place-like thingy? There are probably like meeting places 
just places for social gatherings. I'm not really sure if there would be like a service, uh, but you could just have a public faber available, like a food making device that has coffee pre-programmed in and will uh, synthesize it for you from basic components. Then I think that is what Nila would su suggest to, not with a lot of emotion, but just very much straight to the point. I know a place where we can just sit down and come up with a new plan. But Does it involve food? Because I'm real hungry right now. I could eat a horse. I'm not sure about the machines producing horse, but it can produce food. It wasn't meant literally, Neela, but all right, I'm in. Yeah, uh, let's, yeah, I, I, I could use some food too. All right, I'd say you have like a jungle resort kind of area to hang out in. Because remember, Swanskin Domino was overgrown in these mangrove-like trees. So if it's unfixable anyway, you can just go with the aesthetic. Of course, this being microgravity, you don't really have tables to sit down at. Your coffee is not in cups. It's in like squeezy bags or in like these uh, completely sealed uh, containers that have like a sippy cup style top that you need to suck on to actually get the liquid out. So it doesn't spill everywhere. Uh, food is easier, but still spills kind of suck. So usually you have some sort of like pouch to eat it from. So it doesn't get everywhere. And yeah, you would have to either float like in midair or strap yourself into one of the railings or at least hold on with one of your arms or uh, cross your legs around one of the railings or something and stare out into the jungle, watching the uh, smart cats float by and purr and beg for food. And I would say you have some privacy. There are other guests there, but no one's really paying you any mind right now. And I think, once again, it's Neela that breaks the silence after everybody got some food, got some drinks, maybe strapped themselves in. I know Neela did. She's like, okay, we need to shake this thing. This was just a moment. And we endured it and it's, it's over now. So back to the mission. What was the information that we found out? I don't know that we found out much of anything. What she said, the Titanium Christian Engineers Union, that, that doesn't exist. I don't know if she was trying to lie to us or if she just got bad information, but I can guarantee you, I'll bet every last penny I've got, that does not exist. So we're back at square one, girl. Well, they might have been lying about who they are, but they might not have been lying about where they went. So that's something. The other thing is, if we feel like we need to retrace our steps, we could always go see, see the pilot. Just to clarify here, these people, uh, for, by the way, the Titanium Christian Engineers Union, they boarded the ship that... Dolores was cleaning up when you arrived on Nicotine Eldridge. And she, Dolores, brought them to Fornjot, left them there, and returned. Not sure if I made it clear last time, but she returned without them. Okay. So more like that's at least the next step of their journey. 
is there any uh, there's a there's a base there of some sort where people are probably i'm trying to think of a skill role for you to uh, just find out something you can give me your knowledge ar design actually probably seems far-fetched but it makes sense in this context that's a fail uh geez Mm, so yeah i would say offhand you know okay yeah probably there there must be some sort of habitat there otherwise she couldn't have left them there but you don't know exactly who lives there like offhand you could probably like ask around still but you're not familiar with the people who probably are there Vector's realizing that this seems to be a running theme and is like in her own mind making sticky notes somewhere explore this area better and uh like as as she's thinking and as she's talking amongst the group you guys see her kind of starting to come back to her liveliness with refocusing on what we're supposed to be doing so you can kind of start to see that she's normalizing and ready to get focused again sorry maybe that's on me and giving you bad knowledge skills <laughs> no but i could i could see especially with vector being so wrapped up in her own world i mean we might work for firewall but that doesn't necessarily mean a ton it's not like we have formalized training of any sort so i think this could be fairly realistic for you know being a space game on the other hand this area that you live in is full of like weird groups and outcasts and that's not just the swarm that you're in but also like surrounding areas you're so so far away from earth people who come here usually have like a reason either they're not welcome in other places or they don't feel welcome or comfortable they want to do their own thing the scum swarm they still mingle with other groups they try to get by together socially but there are brinker habitats places where people really seclude themselves so it's hard to be familiar with them absolutely and that makes that makes sense with how different all the different groups can be so the way that vector's seeing this we have two options we can try to go to foreign jot or we can try to find the pilot again now, if we want to throw it out into the network to see what we can get for for a jot, we could try that again. But given what happened last time, and that might not be the most helpful, but it could be interesting. I could definitely run my network again for some travel advice to just say, yeah, I'm trying to explore other parts of the swarm. This is what my eye landed on. Can somebody give me more info? Max is going to agree with Neela for going that route because she wants to avoid directly dealing with the pilot as as long as she possibly can because she thinks that's when you get into the real danger when you're face-to-face with someone that was a part of the operation, whether knowingly or otherwise. So she's going to agree that maybe we should keep looking at other resources. Just for my clarification, because there's two pilots now. There was the pilot of the Landau Landau, Itakura, and there is Dolores. So which pilot are we talking about? Because I think Itakura just, her her involvement stopped at uh, Nicotine Eldridge. 
She doesn't want to deal with the scary girl any more than she physically has to. So when I was saying pilot, I was talking about Itakura. Okay, yeah. Having dealt with Itakura before, Nila is still not a fan of dealing with her now. So I think she's just going to post that message about uh, Fornyad. Yeah, also, you know, your priority is is the warhead and probably like the people who traveled with it. Itakura is a piece of the puzzle, of course, but she is on a piece of the track that you've already left behind. She took these people in and the device covered up as a power plant upgrade or something, traveled to the swarm, did a stop at her main hub for reasons you don't know. Next day, she boarded again and brought them to Nicotine Eldritch, which is just a small distance away, then dropped them off again. And then a little bit later, they boarded with another ship. This time, Dolores was the pilot and brought them to Fornjot, the moon. But yeah, you can definitely try to ask around for Fornjot. Roll me your ad rep again. That's a 67 out of 70. That's very good. It's unfortunately not a critical, but it's, I think, two superior successes. Uh, it's above 60, but still a success. So I think that's how that works. What you gather from various people responding to you is Fornjot is, in fact, a Brinker habitat. It's not part of the swarm. But being very close by, you can usually like reach it in a day with a fast shuttle, a bit slower if you have like a lot of cargo. What you know is there's some trade going on. The people there, they usually need resources from like bigger habitats around in the swarm is the obvious connection. Um, but these trades are rare. And in fact, there's very little like social connection with, with the people there at all. You probably ask further, who are they? What do they do? And you find out they are the covenant of the cherubim. It's a Christian computationalist uh, sect. This means they are very heavy into forking and praying in simul space. Because if you have a choir of people or copies of yourself, you can praise God more clearly. Which, of course, you need to do because the apocalypse is nigh. The titans were just the first sign of the apocalypse. Now you have to make do with the little time that you have left to confess all your sins and hope that God forgives your soul and you will uh, be brought into heaven. They do sell like religious experience playback and augmented reality software to help you with your prayers or something, guide you along your journey until the end of times. That's why I wanted a vector to give me a role on her AR design, whether she was familiar with that. They do make a little bit of money selling that to other Christian weirdos. Not really in the scum swarm, though, but wherever they are in, in the solar system. I'm not really high on Christianity, but this it's starting to feel like they are just moving this warhead all over the place just to create a jumble of routes that it's going to take, never ever truly showing where it's going to go. 
I basically feel like we are following a kid through a neighborhood. Almost like they don't even know where they're going to end up. There has to be a pattern somewhere and we're just missing it because they wouldn't just randomly fly something this big all over the solar system if they didn't have a purpose behind it. Well, randomly flying stuff all over the place does make it very hard to follow you. So maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. I don't know yet, but trying to find a pattern in what we now know would be nice. Is there a certain line, like a certain direction or something through the swarm that the the, the warhead has now taken? Looking over your knowledge skills again, make me a suggestion maybe what you would use to like find out the, the motives behind this. But what you're seeing is correct. The warhead showed up at one point, but it was covered up. Someone was bribed, probably. That was the suspicion that Maestro had. Then it was declared power plant parts and moved from spot to spot, like at least three different places. It came into the swarm at Rinlock Watt, left again to a different place in the swarm, Nicotine Eldridge, changed ships for some reason, and then went to Fornjot and was left there, and Dolores came back with an empty ship. And the place it ended up at is probably the most like remote yet from your perspective. Nicotine Eldridge is pretty weird, but it's around, you know, it's connected to the swarm that you're in. Fornjot, yeah, you don't really have any contact. You would need to find a ship yourself if you wanted to go there. Okay, I have a suggestion. Could it be that in her time on Mars, Neela was part of some sort of transport operation that it actually had to go from point A to point B, but they went throughout the whole alphabet to get to point B, uh, just to confuse anybody who was on their tail. And could she then use her military science knowledge to try and find point B for this thing? Yes, you can use that. <laughs> I'm going to check real quick if I can use pools for this to just boost it so that I cannot fill this role. You could, in fact, give yourself a plus 20. <laughs> I think I'm just going to give myself a plus 20 to this role and then automatically succeed unless I roll really, really badly. Yeah, let's see if you critically succeed, though. Well, you don't critically succeed, but you have a superior success nonetheless. With that knowledge, can I map out or make a prediction where they would go from from Fjornot? Because it is technically not part of the swarm anymore. My brain would go, okay, and then they leave. But maybe that's not the logical thing to happen next. Yeah, that is something you would actually uh, find out with your like tactical knowledge. You're not sure whether they would leave. Fornjot is so remote in the Saturn system, there's basically nowhere else you can go. It's believed that Fornjot, the moon, was caught by Saturn. It's not a, I don't know what you would call it, it's not a naturally formed moon that was like, that broke off when Saturn was formed. But instead, like a piece of rock got really close to Saturn's gravity well and then was caught. It has a retrograde orbit. It rotates in the wrong direction, if you want to call it that. And eventually it will probably like smash into something else. But I mean, it's so, so long in the future. You could basically like 
call it forever. But yeah, it's very remote, probably like the outermost place you can easily reach by shuttle, starting from anywhere else in the Saturn area. So they probably didn't leave. You're not aware of any large space shuttle interconnect station on Fornjot. That definitely didn't come up. The thing, to your knowledge, might actually be there. Okay. So if I have learned anything in my time on Mars, which I'm not going to tell you much more about than I was there, the warhead likely still in Fornia. So if we want to do anything and we want to be sure, the only way is to just go there and find it ourselves, I think. That sounds pretty dangerous, but I think you're onto something. You seem very confident about it, and I trust you. And uh, I think showing up and seeing if we can join their weird hoodoo voodoo cult may get us somewhere information-wise. So now we just have to get a ship. For covert options, I think your best bet is asking Firewall. Because asking for a ship in the scum swarm is probably like one of those things that draws attention. <laughs> but having someone come in maybe to pick you up, that could be a good way to go about things. We had to communicate back to Maestro anyway on what we found. So this might be a good moment to catch him up to speak. Yeah, you can do that too. You can join him in Pokemondrian. And so that's something that as we're strapped into the place that we're eating, we can go there in our in our minds, right? Yeah, probably. Okay. I would say so. Um, the thing is, when you enter simul space, your body is essentially in sleeping because your mind is very occupied with something else. But I would say this is so common that most like social places have areas where as I said, you can strap yourself in and just join a single space, play a game, relax. It's a common thing in, in this society, so it wouldn't really draw anything uh, from the rest. Yeah, you don't really have control over what the cats do while you're there. They might nip on your coffee. I think Nita would suggest just going to her own docking station. She still has that assault rifle with her. And having an assault rifle without her looking at it in real space would be super irresponsible and dangerous. So at least she will want to go home for doing this. That seems reasonable, yes. <laughs> if Nila's going to go home, I think Max would uh, very discreetly reach into her own pocket and hand her back the weapon that she gave her earlier because she doesn't trust herself holding that thing that she doesn't know how to use without Neela being around. So she's going to say, if you're going to go, you're taking your toy with you. Sure don't want to keep it? I am positive. Okay, your choice, and she'll take it back. And I think they will decide to meet up in like 10 minutes over there and then in Maestro's gallery. So you clean up all your trash by throwing it into the disassembler next to the to the maker. It takes apart everything that you have left over on an atomic level and instantly like recycles it into the maker so new coffee can be made. And you drift to your home abode. I think everyone goes to their own place for now. 
Right. And there you can strap yourself in again, this time fully secluded from everyone around, weapons hopefully secured to the wall or something. Uh, no cats around, at least that you know. And you find yourself in the game Pokemon Drian. Uh, you have some updates. Monet is currently on like a like a popularity streak. And there's now like an event you can meet up with other people who look for specific Monets and then your luck to find them in the wild increases. So can you like team up and do like social Monet hunting? You hit up Maestro though, find yourself in his studio again. He's put aside the Mona Lisa for now. He's now working on his detailed drawing of the baby in the womb of the mother. Greetings, Sentinels. Back so soon, I see. Is there anything that you found out yet? Yes and no. We know the general trajectory of the warhead throughout the swarm. But as far as we know, it ended somewhere outside of the swarm. And that's where we're stuck. Well, I mean, it's a relief that the device is not still around, but where did it go? It's too close for comfort. It's in Fornyat. The, the tiny moon with the, with the Christian cult? That's correct. They seem to have gotten there under the guise of being this uh, Titanian Christian Engineers Union and saying that whatever they're transporting was power plant material. He drops his uh, fountain pen and laughs out. Titanian Christian engineers, you know, oh, that, that's rich. Ah, oh, geez, that's great. Power plant parts, yeah, that, I guess that's a good cover story. No one really wants to look at the radioactive thing too closely. They just put it away and forget about it until it's gone. Yeah, that checks out. I think you probably should go there. About that, we're going to need transport if you want us to get a little closer. If we get something on our own, it's going to look a little bit suspicious. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. We have a specialized asset for infiltration, but it's a little bit moody at times. Moody? Yeah. You know, Firewall sometimes is like a safe haven for weird artificial intelligence that isn't very accepted in the inner system anymore or even has trouble like in the outer system. I mean, ship is a really great asset and a very reliable sentinel in the field. And I think it's perfect for what you need, but still just want to warn you, don't take this personal. Ship might be a little bit socially awkward. It doesn't really hang around people. And yes, it calls itself ship. We couldn't get it to stop. And we kind of stopped trying. I imagine that as soon as the maestro said awkward, it was just kind of that, do, do you know who you're talking to look on everybody's face? <laughs> he recognizes that, well, see, some of our sentinels, they have this really uh, cynical humor that ship doesn't get. And we had this this thing where... A sentinel joked about dying really fast on a mission and a ship had all these plans to make sure that the sentinel died really fast if the mission didn't go well. So thankfully nothing happened, 
but that was um yeah i don't know how to put it in words okay it, it's it's awkward okay so sarcasm is a no yeah uh yeah i think that that's a good plan you can talk bureaucratic to it and be very direct with your language and your needs and you should be fine with that warning max is kind of going to look at the painting She's a little thrown off by the subject matter of the painting, and she kind of is getting antsy to be in the room. So she's going to say, okay, so we have an awkward ship, an awkward posse. Anything else you want to throw at us while we're here? Well, that's really all I know so far. I trust your judgment in the field. Of course, you can always reach out. But yeah, it may draw weird attention if you arrive at a Christian habitat and then immediately check out your Pokemon Drian stats. I'm not sure how they go about that, but I hear they're pretty extreme about their religious views. Not sure how they think about games. Do you have like a cover story planned? Well, uh, Given the information that we know about the place, just going in as newly converted members. Yeah, that's probably your best bet. I hope it holds up for a little bit. If you feel like it just won't work, you could maybe also try to just infiltrate, fly under the radar. But that may also be very, very difficult to do. I'm not sure about their security. I'm sure we'll manage. We can always fly under the radar after we try to infiltrate by pretending to be new people to join the sect, right? Hopefully. So I have reached out to ship. It's on its way to dock with Swanskin Domino. It also carries uh, light vacuum suits for you all. So there's no issues with docking with a strange, maybe not well-maintained habitat. You should be able to manage with that, at least for a little bit. Cool. Thanks. So, Vector, Max, see you there? Yeah, see you there. On my way. Max is going to take one last look at the maestro and look at the painting and say, you know, since the theme lately is Monet, you may just want to put the fetus down and try some water lilies. I'm sorry. I've specialized on Da Vinci and... This may be one of his best works, and I don't get why it's so unknown. I, yeah, I bet you wouldn't. You have a good day, sir. He gives you like a snicker and turns back to his painting or picking up his fountain pen that he dropped earlier. The complex setting of Eclipse Face can be overwhelming if you're new to it, but we feel that it's worth it. Check out our podcasts for the games Better on the Inside, Grinder, and Body Count if you're an aspiring EP Game Master.